We're analyzing Marriott International stock ticker MAR to see if it's a great business on sale. This analysis is around 10 minutes. It's going to be intense, but it's going to be worth it. We're using the Select 6 analysis to look at the most telling financial metrics before estimating a fair value for Marriott. Then we're giving a final rating to the business. There will be a key bonus metric along the way that just might be the tipping point when analyzing Marriott for your stock portfolio. Before we get into these valuable metrics, let's understand Marriott stock performance. Right now, Marriott trades for $208.51 per share. Right now, Marriott has a 0.8% dividend yield. Year-to-date, they're beating the market. Their stock price is up 41%. In the last five years, Marriott's up 70%. They're compounding at 11% annually. In the last 10 years, Marriott's compounding at 17% annually. Going back before the global financial crisis, in the last 18 and a half years, Marriott's compounding at 10.5% annually. The company's up more than 10 times from their lows in 2009. Marriott trades just a few dollars below their 52-week high. The company's up more than $70 from their 52-week low. Around 2% of Marriott's shares are sold short. Marriott's a big business. The hotel chain has a market cap of $62 billion. But the burning question is, why should we be paying close attention to Marriott? But the burning question is, why should we be paying close attention to Marriott? Marriott operates more than 1.5 million rooms across roughly 30 brands. At the end of 2022, luxury represented roughly 10% of total rooms, while full service and limited service were about 40 and 50% respectively. Marriott, Courtyard, and Sheraton are the largest brands, while Autograph, Tribute, Moxie, Aloft, and Element are newer lifestyle brands. Managed and franchised represents 99% of total rooms as of June 2023. North America makes up two-thirds of total rooms. Managed franchise and incentive fees represent the vast majority of revenue and profitability for Marriott. Starting with metric number one, we want Marriott's average return on capital in the last five years to be above 14%. The average business earns a 7% return on capital. Looking for a benchmark that's double this can build in margin of safety based on the quality of the company. Marriott's returns were already trending downwards but were really hit hard by 2020. With lockdowns, they only earned 4% returns on capital. Since then, Marriott's returns on capital have rebounded. Today, they're at a level that's even higher where they were prior to the pandemic. When these are averaged out, Marriott earns 16.5% average returns on capital in a given year. That's a few percentage points above our benchmark, meaning this is a check on metric number one. Metric number two, we're looking for growth to go along with their high returns on capital. This metric's all or nothing. All three need to be up for this to be a check. We'll include their last 12 months worth of numbers in our calculations. In this time, even though Marriott was hit hard, they've grown their revenues by 14%. Their earnings are up 46%, and the company managed to be cash flow positive in all five of these years. Their cash flows have grown by 30%. While not a huge growth in any of these, it's impressive Marriott was still able to grow their business after being hit very hard. Marriott's really seen a resurgence since 2020. With all three of these up, this is a second check on metric number two. Metric number three, we're looking for earnings per share growth in the last five years. This looks at Marriott from the view of an individual shareholder. In this time, we've learned Marriott's grown their earnings or their net incomes. Again, they've picked up since then. At the same time Marriott's grown their earnings, they've also bought back 10% of their shares, repurchasing a tenth of the company, and increasing your ownership percentage in the business as an individual shareholder. Depending on the price these buybacks took place at, this could create long-term value for shareholders. With higher earnings and fewer shares outstanding, this is a check on metric number three. Marriott's perfect so far, can they keep this up in the rest of our analysis?
Metric number four, we're looking at cash flow. Cold hard cash is the lifeblood of any business. It's ultimately how businesses are valued. We'll be using two different cash flow methods to value Marriott later in the video that you don't want to miss. As a potential shareholder in Marriott, you want to see them grow their free cash flows per share. That's what we're looking for here. In the last five years, Marriott's free cash flows have grown by 30%. With these 10% share buybacks, this is even faster free cash flow per share growth for Marriott. Another check here. To recap, Marriott's flawless through our first four metrics. But there's still one vital piece missing. You might think nailing returns on capital and having good growth is the key, but we haven't touched on the one thing that I believe sets wonderful businesses apart, which is having these without using a lot of debt. Metric number five, we want Marriott's net debt, which is their total debt minus their cash and their short-term investments, to be below the sum of their free cash flows in their last five fiscal years. Marriott ended last year with $10.7 billion of net debt. Currently, they have $11.7 billion of net debt. In these last five years, when we sum up all of Marriott's free cash flows. They've generated $7.4 billion worth of free cash flow. That's coming in below their net debt position, meaning this is an X on metric number five. There are both business and accounting reasons why this may not be as much of a concern for Marriott, especially as a hotel business who Marriott's tended to carry higher levels of debt throughout this time. Before we get to our fair value, it's time for our bonus. Right now, Marriott has a 0.8% dividend yield. They cut their dividend in 2020, completely stopped paying in 2021, then reinstated it in 2022. We want Marriott's dividends to be supported by their free cash flows. That's been the case in all five of these years. It's also the case today. Marriott clearly thought that it would have a pretty big cash crunch, which is why they can serve this free cash flow. Their ability to pay out dividends depends on the alternative uses of free cash flow, which include buying back shares, paying down debt, reinvesting in the business, or making acquisitions, in addition to paying dividends. Capital allocation is ultimately the number one job of any CEO in a business. Dig into their filings to see if their higher debt loads could impact this dividend. Marriott's dividends have been supported. This is a check on our bonus. The big metric of them all, metric number six, we want Marriott's average five-year free cash flow divided by their enterprise value to give us a yield that's above 5%. If this is the case, this gives a slight risk premium to the yield of the 10-year treasury. It's the first of two different ways we're estimating a fair value for Marriott. Right now, Marriott has a $74 billion enterprise value. This accounts for both their market cap and their net debt position. It gives a perspective of Marriott similar to it being a private company. In the last five years, we learned Marriott produced $7.4 billion of free cash flow, meaning they produced about $1.5 billion in an average year. When that's divided by their $74 billion enterprise value, we get around a 2% average free cash flow to enterprise value yield. On a current basis, Marriott produced $2.3 billion of free cash flow in their last 12 months. When that's divided by their enterprise value, we get around a 3.1% current free cash flow to enterprise value yield. Both of these are coming in below the yield of the 10-year treasury. They're also below the rates of some of the shorter-term treasuries, and they're below our risk premium. This means this is an X on metric number six. Don't just throw the business out. We still need to estimate Marriott's fair value per share and give our final rating. Everything we've discussed so far is important, but there's something missing that in my opinion is the main reason to analyze Marriott, which takes us on to using a discounted cash flow model to estimate their fair value per share. A DCF model is based on the predictability of a company's free cash flows. Like any model in any discipline, its outputs are sensitive to its inputs. We're starting with an average of Marriott's last three fiscal years worth of free cash flow, then using historical assumptions to grow these into the future. It's up to you to figure out if these will be accurate or not for Marriott. Keep in mind these last three fiscal years include 2020, which was a major low for the business, 
although not necessarily in their free cash flow generation. So it may make sense that this average would grow at a faster rate than what it's grown historically, as this is potentially depressed. Assuming they grow their three-year free cash flows at a rate of 8.5% annually for the next decade, then in the following decade, assuming this growth rate is cut in half and they grow at just over 4%, we're not adding in their tangible book value because that's skewed based on the accounting for the business, especially due to their large amount of share buybacks. That's something to factor in here, as if the company had positive tangible book value, they'd have positive net worth. Also, Marriott owns a number of very high-profile brands, which are intangible assets. If we want a 15% rate of return, which which is what Warren Buffett looks for from his investments. If today's valuation multiples are the same 20 years in the future, an estimate of Marriott's fair value per share is only around $50. That's down a lot from their current stock price. Keep in mind some key points, in large part due to the disruption in their business. Marriott's not been that predictable in their past. The company's average free cash flows we're using are coming from a very tough time for the business. Again, this model depends on our assumptions. This discount rate is an estimate of total returns to shareholders and includes both their average dividend yield and any gains in their stock price over their time. Most importantly, this analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. Consult with your financial advisor before making any investment decision. In just a minute, we'll give our final rating to Marriott. But we need to address something first. We've covered the numbers, but the qualitative factors may be even more important for Marriott's business. What are they? Well, let's find out. Starting with the factors supporting a long thesis, number one, Marriott has a high exposure to recurring managed and franchised fees, which have high switching costs and generate strong returns on capital. Number two, Marriott stands to benefit from remote work flexibility, potentially driving higher long-term travel demand. Higher income occupations are the most likely industries to continue to work from remote locations, potentially driving this for Marriott. Number three, Marriott is positioned to benefit from the increasing presence of the next generation traveler through emerging lifestyle brands Autograph, Tribute, Moxie, Aloft, Element, and City Express. It wouldn't be fair if we didn't cover the negatives of Marriott's business as well. Looking at the factors supporting a short thesis, number one, Marriott's North American hotels represent around 65% of its room base, exposing the company to an economic downturn in North America and the United States to a greater extent than competitors. Number two, the extent and duration of elevated inflation is unknown and could present a material headwind to demand from Marriott. Number three, Independent hotels and home and vacation rentals present an increasing competitive threat and the advancement of technology and its use by next generation travelers increases the access and awareness of these properties. In analyzing Marriott International stock ticker MAR, we learned this hotel operator has rebounded very well since 2020. They earned very high returns on capital and they managed to grow even factoring in the lockdowns. Marriott's also bought back 10% of their shares increasing the ownership for long-term shareholders. While their debt position is not fully supported by their free cash flows, that could be more manageable for Marriott than some other companies due to both its accounting and its actual business operations. Marriott also reinstated their dividend after slashing it in 2020 and completely cutting it in 2021. It's worth reiterating this analysis is not financial advice. Right now, Marriott's free cash flow to enterprise value yield doesn't look attractive compared to the yield of the 10-year treasury. When we performed our discounted cash flow analysis, from today's valuation multiples, if these are the same 20 years into the future, an estimate of Marriott's fair value per share is only around $50. Marriott was last at those levels in February of 2014. That's even lower than where they were at in 2020. Keep in mind those assumptions may be skewed because they're including a very rough time for the business, so their average free cash flows could grow faster than their historic numbers. 
Looking at all the factors of our analysis, Marriott looks like a moderate candidate for further research. If you enjoyed today's video, be sure to like it, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, share your thoughts about Marriott, and let me know what business to look at next in the comments below. Thanks for learning about Marriott with me, and have a great day.